Greetings to you and all the ships at sea. I'm Ted Green, 15-year tech industry veteran, and you're listening to Bolt Bucket, a waggish gab and sometimes rant on technology in our lives. From mankind's past, the present, and our future. Dad, can you fix my cyborg? Tonight's inaugural show, The Origins of Podcasting. Just kind of seems appropriate. And while future episodes have some fascinating special guests that are slated uh, from my pilot show, that would be this one, this podcaster's flying solo. Just me, Charles Lindbergh style, you know, a couple of sandwiches and lots of virtual fuel, if you get my drift. Let's get started. On this first episode, I want to bring an observation to the fore because it truly drives home one of the main purposes of this show. Now, most show creation is about writing and prepping, and with my particular subject matter, lots of research, and, and I really love that part of it. So in my recent work and research on this episode, I ran across a web article titled 10 Greatest Technological Inventions, period. That's the whole title, 10 Greatest Technological Inventions. Now, of course, this grabbed my eye. I'm thinking, well, cool. Somebody's written a tech journey through time or something like that. Probably starts with, say, the wheel and ends with, hmm, I don't know, NASA's Curiosity program, all these drones that are flying around these days, or maybe the usual items PBS tends to make very snoozy documentaries about. And I might add, this web article was posted on a major publication site, and that site's name will remain anonymous. I don't want to start anything. This is just between you and me. So, Here's this person's list of the 10 greatest technological inventions. You ready? And oh, one more thing. I'm reading this and it's on my iPad. And the list was in swipe form. You know, the slow reveal, like those crazy clickbait sites about insane Walmart shoppers, celebrities then, celebrities now. Okay, you get the idea. Here we go. Number one, cellular phones. Number two, microwave ovens. Number three, GPS. Number four, the personal computer. Number five, digital music. Number six, the computer mouse. Number seven, the internet. Number eight, the remote control. Number nine, digital cameras. And number 10, video conferencing. So there you have it, the vapid list of what can only have been maybe from a 10-year-old. Never mind the wheel, electricity, Aviation, the television, maybe the indoor loo. No, after roughly one million years of mankind's intellectual efforts, the microwave oven not only makes the list, it's number two. I repeat for effect, the microwave oven, by that person's view, is the second greatest technological invention ever. Really? My point is this. Our technology has a very long and storied history. A curious present. We're in an amazing time right now, and its future is both certain and endless. Lots to chat about, folks, and that's why I'm here. Enough of the preamble, and now on to the history of podcasting. Podcasting. I love this medium, and it is, in fact, not very new. It's been with us in various incarnations for quite a few decades. But podcasting only seems to be maturing now, nearly 10 years on from the genesis of its current form. And by that I mean its newfangled general acceptance as a popular, viable medium versus its geeks-only origins. And (laughs) frankly, it's no wonder. In the timeline of man's technology quests, podcasting has the distinction of having an absolute cluster shook of a beginning. 
Now, let me explain that. You know how airplanes really started out as gliders, and then some guy came along and said, hey, let's put an engine on that thing. And now here we are 100 plus years on, and we're flying from Tokyo to New York in 13 and a half hours. Not podcasting. No sorry. Among all my technology interests and experiences, podcasting is the real oddball. I'll illustrate. Oxford defines a podcast as a digital audio file made available on the internet for downloading to a computer or portable device, typically available as a series which can be received by subscribers automatically. Now, that's the driest martini in the room, but I like that. It's the straight story. However, there's some key technologies and personalities behind this that made it all happen, and the personalities in particular are quite surprising. The podcasting concept and some of its technologies have really been around since the 1980s. The technologies behind podcasting, especially from those early days, can be really quite complex, and we don't want to get bogged down here in IT soup. But what we enjoy as podcasts today really began to form up around 2000 with two critical characters, a Mr. Dave Weiner. He turbocharged the technology that was sort of floating around at the time as a software developer while he was collaborating with one Mr. Adam Curry. Hi, Adam Curry, back with you on MTV. Yep, that Adam Curry. So here I am, a child of the 80s, as defined, of course, by Joan Baez at Live Aid. Thank you, Joan. First generation MTVer, and after a million miles down the road of life, it turns out the top, then very jealously bouffanted VJ of my generation is now a hotshot in the media tech industry. How cool is that? And if you don't know what a VJ is, ask your mother or father. Now, it's important to note that at this time, again, this is around 2000, these two guys were not yet using the term podcasting. The term was floating around, but Adam Curry in particular was into what was then termed audio blogging. And that's a technology that was still, since about the 90s, the sole world of techies and, and digital media gearheads. Total nerd fest. It wasn't like it is now, where you've got Shaquille O'Neal podcasts that you can uh, download today. Now, stay with me here. We're rounding the bend from the year 2000, and in 2001, there's a huge mile marker in technology history. Total game changer. On October 23, 2001, a then-struggling company called Apple Computer releases its first version of the iPod. Hmm, wonder where that's going to go. Now, we keep going here, just a few clicks up the road of time to 2003, and Team Curry Weiner have their Alexander Graham Bell Watson moment. Curry decides, hey, it's one hell of an idea if we start pushing podcasts into this new iPod thing. So he and Weiner developed a fairly simple script that would do just that. And a script, by the way, is a very simple set of commands for your computer. It's not even as complex that you would call it software. Now we might call it an app. And at this point, things are really starting to heat up here. Shortly after that, a company called iSpider developed and began distributing an official app called iPodder. Okay, really great idea. Terrible choice of brand name and product name because that project quickly came to a screeching halt when iSpider received a cease and desist letter from, you guessed it, Apple Computer. And I actually remember reading about this in what was then probably a Macworld magazine or some paper-based Apple technology trade rag I was immersed in at the time. 
And I remember the story focus was on Apple suing somebody. That was pretty much the headline and not on the emergence of this new podcast technology. And it's interesting looking back on how a technology publication actually missed the core of a pretty big story there. It's also around this time. Now, we're at 2003, 2004. At this time, a really sharp writer from a completely different publication, The Guardian, first tagged the term podcast in his article to describe this media tech development. So it's official. Similar to the inventions of radio and television, another media tech change agent has arrived. Or has it? Well, it's 2004, and the term podcasting is spreading well beyond the nerds and the geeks. However, even with an iPod or name change and other software efforts, podcasting technology is still a very wonky user experience. But it's now beginning to gain a ton of media attention via write-ups in both tech rags and especially pop media. And in February of 2005, Public Radio International becomes the first daily news program to begin serializing its shows via podcasting. That same year, 2005, Apple adds podcast downloads to its latest version of iTunes software. This would have been version 4.9. With 1 million podcast subscriptions logged just two days after this debut, and the iPod now in absolute ubiquity, a new vehicle for media has been ordained. Podcasting was here to stay and to grow. Since 2005, podcasting, both in audio and video form, has continually grown year over year as a popular entertainment medium. And while Apple's iTunes once seemed to be the sole purveyor of podcasts, newer providers have sprung up quicker than a Shanghai condo boom. And these include SoundCloud.com, my personal fave, Podcast.com, and believe it or not, iPotter.org. Yes, the iPotter name lives on after all. Just not as a piece of software a la iTunes. From those early days, the original podcast trend for the pop culture set was to take legacy-based entertainment content, that is, content already embedded into radio or television, and just duplicate it on a similar podcast quote-unquote channel, most notably the aforementioned Public Radio International podcast, and several other syndicated shows long established on rusty old radio and television. But in 2006, successful UK comedian Ricky Gervais launched his now popular podcast, The Ricky Gervais Show, produced with the sole intent of the podcast medium and its listeners. Now, the first series of The Ricky Gervais Show podcast had been freely distributed and marketed essentially by The Guardian newspaper's own website. The second series of Ricky's podcast was distributed through audible.com, another great podcast feed site, I might add, and was the first major podcast to charge consumers to download the show at $1.50 per half-hour episode. Hmm, monetization. Even today, The Ricky Gervais Show is regularly the most downloaded subscription-based podcast. 2009 saw The Adam Carolla Show begin podcasting on a daily basis after Adam left many years in the long, dilapidated, over-the-air radio format. As of this writing, The Adam Carolla Show is the most popular podcast in the medium based on downloads and known audience. Other super popular podcasts today include WTF with Mark Marone. You can make your own inference there with the WTF thing. 
This American Life by Chicago Public Media, NPR's Fresh Air, of course, and my current fave, The Big Podcast with Shaq, featuring Shaquille O'Neal. If you haven't figured it out yet, I like things that are light and fun. So there you have it. That's the bucket of bolts behind the story of podcasting. For the infinitely curious looking for a deeper, broader look into podcasting, I recommend the following. For listeners who would like to investigate doing their own podcasting, I would suggest the book, The Ultimate Guide to Podcasting by Jamie B. and Aaron F., published by Lulu. And no, these are not two former CIA operatives covering up their last names. That's their real pen name. There's also currently a documentary film in production featuring the podcast world titled Earbuds. And I think this is a fantastic idea. There's just so much that can be done with this. And in fact, they've got a Kickstarter campaign running right now. So head on over there and toss a dollar in their hat as they throw all dignity aside and join the current online panhandling craze. What the hell ever happened to just begging for an old-fashioned cup of coffee? And finally, if you have any show-related questions, comments, or show suggestions, I'd love to hear from you. Just toss me an email, send it here, ted at boltbucket.net. For more information on me, you can go to tedgreen.us. Hey, I've got to go feed our cyborg. It's chewing on my kid's bicycle. So we'll chat again next time on Bolt Bucket.